Welcome, friends. This is Historical AF. I'm Kina. I'm Tayam. And this is the fairy tale bonus episode. Ah, just bonus. too many goodies for just three episodes. You got to do a fourth. Have to. Fourth bonus. <laughs> you're Very so excited. glad you're here. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> it's been so long. It has. It has since the lovely Tata episode. <laughs> oh my god, in the clitoris. Oh god, I cannot even. Oh, if you haven't it, listened to that episode, you got to go back. You cannot uh, be here. You're not allowed until you listen to that episode first. <laughs> uh, the history of the Brazier. Remind everybody who you are and about your podcast. Oh my goodness. Well, I am Taya, also known as TK on my podcast, which is dun, 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 <laughs> for those of you who are watching, For the Love of History with TK. We talk about weird history, world history, and women's history. I like to emphasize the weird history a lot. We also talk about Japanese history quite often because it's my favorite. I live in Japan. My podcast comes out twice a month. And I do a bunch of fun stuff on Instagram. My handle is for the love of underscore history podcast. So you can find me on there. I post all sorts of reels. I've, I've gotten into the real life and that's really fun. We do some fun stuff over there. You can find me on Patreon, Twitter. I'm bad at Twitter. Uh, <laughs> I'm not good at Twitter. So, yeah, that's what we do. It's just me talking for about 20 to 30 minutes, your average commute, the average time it takes you to make dinner or wash the dishes. So I'm I'm great to listen to when you're trying to get stuff done. So <laughs> Oh, I love that. I love your videos lately. They are so Thank good. You. Thank you. Just me in my house looking like a weirdo. Recording. No, but they're so funny. I just do you like dying. them? I do. Oh, I do. You. And then I'm like, damn it. Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> it's really all this time that I spend on the train scrolling through Instagram. And I'm like, oh, sure. that's a good idea. And then I save it. And then when I get home, I only, my house is so dark. So the only time that I have available for filming when I get home before the sun sets. So <laughs> I'm like in my house, like recording all these things, like changing my clothes and stuff like that. Cause I also have a full-time job as a teacher. So there's like a very brief window of time where I can make them, but it's so much fun. It's so much fun. And I am guilty of watching my own reels, my own videos over and over again. <laughs> so, my husband and I'll be like just chilling in the house and he'll like say a quote from one of my videos and we'll just like start dancing. <laughs> oh, that's fun. My husband does not do any. He doesn't watch any of my content, which I think is fun because <laughs> occasionally he'll catch a glimpse and he'll be like, oh, that's kind of funny. <laughs> but he doesn't. He doesn't do TikTok and he doesn't follow the podcast on any platform. So that's oh, fun. No. <laughs> well, my husband doesn't listen to the podcast episodes because, I mean, he listens to me talk about it for two weeks. And he's like, I know. I know everything about it. But he likes the videos. He's, he's definitely uh, a video kind of guy. So 
No, that's yes. great. Yeah, no, whenever I was throwing around the idea of doing a podcast and I was talking to Ashley, like, we should do a podcast. There was mm-hmm. just one day where I just kept going on about Rasputin and he was like, you need an outlet. That's not me. Talk <laughs> so, to somebody about it. Yeah. yeah. So then, then I got the podcast and he's like, you know, this just ain't my thing. But he's more into like cars and welding podcasts. Mm-hmm. Snooze. So right. if that's your thing, cool. Boring. It is not mine. Yeah. So yeah. it's good to have different interests. Interests. Yeah. For so, sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, but he's trying to get into social media stuff, so I think it's pretty funny. But that's, that's why he good. stole my ring light. <laughs> ring light, rude. My, yeah, that's who I am, Taya, aka TK. So, if you're into it, <laughs> I know. And we were doing fairy tales, and all I could think of is we I are. don't know anything about Japanese fairy tales. And so I slid into your DMs. <laughs> yes. Like, Thank you for me, sliding into my DMs. Tell me all the things because I I'm gonna. I don't I don't think I know my I mean I know a lot of fairy tales have a lot a lot of origins in the East. Because mm-hmm. I think even Cinderella no, it was Snow White. No, wait, I don't one of them is something about a tiger, and I think that's Japan. So there is yeah. so Cinderella there is a version of Cinderella in Chinese folklore, but it's different because, you know, like the foot binding that they used to do in China, mm-hmm. that it, it wasn't a glass slipper, but it was a slip, a teeny, teeny tiny, tiny little slipper and a little bit of a different, like it was, there was a stepmother and things involved. Yeah. So it's like Cinderella, but not like Cinderella. And I don't know about the tiger one from Japan. I think the I folk- have it written down somewhere. No, I don't know. I'm just saying things. But I do remember the Chinese Cinderella. It was a gold slipper instead of glass. Yeah. Yeah. That's oh, fun. But yeah. It's, it's interesting. So many different versions of everything. Oh, there are. okay. Beauty and the Beast. That's- oh, Beauty and the Beast. Okay. Yeah. There's a ton. I didn't really know what direction I was going to take today. So I'm going to give you some options about some fairy tales. That I'm <laughs> Go gonna tell all you. the directions. <laughs> all the directions. And so first we're going to talk about fairy tales in ge- like in general in Japan, like a little bit of the history, just because that's Yay. what that's what I do. And then we're going to talk about my favorite type of fairy tale and then i will give you some options about some fairy tales that i can tell you in japan yes yes perfection okay so let's get started from the very beginning so the first written story in japan was written by a woman i forgot her name and it's called the kojiki and it's the history of japan but it's actually it's not historically accurate whatsoever it's a collection of fairy tales and it talks about the origins of japan and the origins of things like mountains and how the rivers were made and how japan itself was made and how the people were made in japan all told in kind of epic fairy tale adventure thing and it's called the tale uh the so the kojiki and then you have the first fairy tale, which is called the Tale of Genji. 
And that's like how the whole fairy tale world started in Japan. And within the Kojiki, you have these things called yokai. And they are amazing. (laughs) I'm so Uh, excited. (laughs) Amazing. So the Kojiki was written like thousands of years ago before Japan was like Japan in the Heian period. And you have these creatures called yokai and they're like the fairy folk, but not at all like the fairy folk. You can't count the number of yokai that there are in Japanese mythology because they pop up all the time and they're regional. So you have yokai that are big and popular like i'm sure if you're a fan of anime or japan at all you've heard of the kitsune the foxes Mm -hmm. they can transform into people and they've got the tails and things like that they're shapeshifters that is a yokai so you have the big really popular ones and then you also have ones like (laughs) (laughs) it's called the azuki arai and azuki is a kind of bean, and arai means wash. So you, it's the bean washer. Oh, it's no. an old, yes, but he doesn't actually wash beans. He <laughs> just makes the sound of washing beans. And he's like a creepy old man. Like, he looks like Gollum. And he just, like, makes the sound of washing beans. That's his whole gig. That's the only thing he does. That's incredible. He doesn't doesn't wash beans. He pretends to wash beans. And he makes the noise of bean washing. That's it. That's his whole existence. (laughs) As a yokai. Your face says you're miming the washing of the beans. I got to show you the picture, the bean washing, because it is, oh, my God, it's fantastic. Chef's kiss. (laughs) Incredible. (laughs) It's incredible. Love it. Love it. Yes, I found him here. (laughs) Oh. <laughs> that does look like Gollum. Doesn't he look like Gollum? Not and precious. he's just like pretend washing the beans. He's not evil. He doesn't he doesn't do anything. He just <laughs> goes from place to place pretending to wash the beans. And you just hear the kusha 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 sound. And then wow. if you see him, he disappears. Like <laughs> he just goes goals <laughs> right it's fantastic he is an enigma <laughs> and there's there's so many yokai that are like that they just exist there's a yokai that's a cyclops he doesn't do anything he just he's there he's a little a little child with one eye wearing a kimono and he walks around that's all he does that's amazing that's, that's all you gotta amazing. do you're so cool you just have to exist that's exactly. it. You have no job. Right? Nothing to do. Just exist. Exactly. I want to be that. Yeah. <laughs> just want to exist. <laughs> but I got to pay bills. You know? Right? <sighs> <laughs> so that the yokai are also regional. So somebody in the comments, I think it was Dion, said that they had listened to the 
Ainu episode recently. And the Ainu people have their own fairy tales and folk tales because they're just a completely separate group of people. And one of my favorite is these tiny little people that live inside plants. And Ooh. they, yeah, they can be good luck and they can be bad luck. If you're mean to them, if you cut down their plants without replanting other plants or like directing them to new plants, then they just like fuck up your house. Yeah, as well they should. Exactly, right? But if you're nice to them, you're kind to them, you leave them food, then they bring you good luck. They do little things for you, like help your things grow better. And oh, I love that. Yeah, they're awesome. They're oh, super, super I mean, cute. I need all the help I can get. <laughs> <So> like, <laughs> right. Right. I want to be a master gardener. It's just not not happening so far. <laughs> All my we, corn fell over yesterday. Oh, no. I don't think they're supposed to do that. So. I don't think corn is supposed to fall over. <laughs> like, and Zeke's like, they're not doing so hot. And I'm like, shut what? the fuck up. <laughs> no. They're fine. My corn it's, is fine. Yeah. Uh, that's the only thing he wants is corn. And the last uh -huh. two years, I have ruined the corn. So I'm like, this is the year. I'm not going to ruin fine. it. And they all fell over. So. It's a whole science. There's corn experts. Corn I is hard, little, man. Little plant people to help me. I'd be yeah, so nice do. to them. I'm so nice to my bees. I'd be even nicer yeah. to my little my little people. Right? Exactly. And there's lots of little like regional things like that where there's like, you know, tiny people that live in your house and if you're good to them, they're good to you. If you're bad to them, they fuck your shit up. <laughs> and it's amazing. So that is the world of the yokai and it is fantastic and I highly recommend. So there's a book called, it's just Japanese fairy tales and it's okay. available on audio on YouTube. So just tap it, uh, tap in, type in <laughs> Japanese fairy tales and that's the first search result that comes up. But it's a, an amazing primer for people who are really wanting to get into Japanese fairy tales. It it was compiled and translated by this lady who, she's Japanese, um, but she spent a lot of time in the West. And she wrote the book and translated it in a way that Western people can more relate to it and get oh, cool. interested in fairy tales so if you really want to get in depth with the fairy tale stuff i highly highly recommend that book you it's it was published in 1906 so you probably can't get any physical copies in like unless you know somebody but the audio version is available for free on youtube Oh, cool. I wish I would have yes. known about that when I worked at the teen center because they were obsessed with Japanese culture and anime and manga. Oh, yeah. I love that. And there's so many references to yokai in Japanese anime and manga. Like um, Death Note is a pretty popular one. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, and those sh Shinagame are like the, the harbingers of death and they are a yokai. Oh, cool. Yes. I do so, know that one. They made me watch oh, that. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah. It's a good one. It is a yeah. really good one. If you're, oh, yeah. if you're wanting to get into anime, that is a super good one. Mm -hmm. I really like and the, it. 
Shinogami, uh, gami, Shinogami. So Shinu means die. And then Gami is Shini. Oh, thank you. My husband just corrected me. Shini Gami. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I love you. <laughs> Can you say it again? Shini. Shini Gami. Don't fuck up Japanese. <laughs> We're representing the family now. Shinigami. So Shini is like death. And then Gami is Kami, which means God. So it's like God of death. Um, and they're really creepy and super cool. So you have things like that in popular culture. You have it in stories that you tell your children like yokai are freaking everywhere and even in commercials and stuff so there's like commercial advertising and, and mascot characters so there's one yokai called the kappa and it's this like human turtle monkey thing i just, I just got to show you a picture okay. <laughs> i'm so excited I am human really. turtle monkey thing. <laughs> That's amazing. This. So this is the modern version of it. This is the modern version of the kappa. Oh. Super cute, right? Adorable. Love everything about it. Yeah. Adorable. However, it like, sounds like there's going to be a butt. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> this is the OG kappa. Take a take a take a gander. Oh, take a look wow. at this. Terrifying. Really, yeah, I was about to say that's kind of horrifying. Like the claws. Super it could super rip scary. your face off. Yes. Oh, but it enjoys buttholes. It's not gonna <laughs> do anything in your face. It's gonna get all up into your butthole. Oh god. It's kind yes. of like weaselly in the face. Yes. Ooh. It's gross. It's not a good time. Oh, so no. you don't want Kappa, that going for your butthole. Mm-hmm. You don't want that going for your butthole. Because <laughs> like in it really just reaches all all up in there. And it you've got like your one of like your soul in your in your in your butthole, right? It's like up in your it's one of your chakras, right? It's oh, all yeah, up in there. Okay. So they reach in through your butthole, grab your soul, rip it out, you did. Oh and they eat your soul. Isn't that fun? Yeah, I did not know that. You learn something new every day. Every day. That's what makes life so interesting. (laughs) But now they've been like repurposed as this like cute little mascot character. When back in the day, they were not cute and they were horrible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's awful. But you have good, like with each yokai, you have good yokai and you have bad yokai. So there's good kappa, there's bad kappa, there's good kitsune, there's bad kitsune. So they all have their own personalities, which is super interesting and yeah, just makes learning about them even more exciting. And there's some really famous yokai, like some really famous kappa, some really famous some really famous other yokai they're just fascinating that's amazing i'm texting my yeah. husband right now that no, this exists okay. i just want to know what he says <laughs> yes he's in the next room but it's fine <laughs> creature that reaches up your butthole yes mm-hmm. and pulls your soul out and you die <laughs> yes. but you can appease them with cucumbers oh 
Because they love cucumbers. Okay, mm-hmm. just because they love them? There's is there they, any... they love a cucumber. Okay. I don't know why. I'm sure there's a reason. I don't know the reason. And if you are super polite to them, then they won't eat you or steal your soul through your butthole. <laughs> I just, but I just learned in Japan there's a creature that reaches up your butthole and snatches your soul. Then you did. Unless then you have you cucumbers. Did. Unless you have cucumbers. That is. I'm sure we'll hear him scream something. And so <laughs> He's like, I just can't with you. That's probably what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) The more you know, you know, rainbow. Right? Yeah. So you might need that. If somebody comes up to you and is like, tell me everything you know about cucumbers. Like, There's a uh, creature in Japan (laughs) who loves them. Oh, I hope there's a trivia night somewhere where this comes up. <laughs> right? I feel like we should make like a historical AF slash for the love of history trivia night. Yes. And we just ask people questions from our episodes. <gasps> I'm writing that down so I don't forget. We should do that, right? That would be so good. I'm trivia on it. Night. Trivia night. I'd be so excited about that. Me too. Yeah. It's going to happen. So that is the world of yokai. There's, I have a full, big, long episode dedicated to yokai and some of the more famous ones. So if you really want to dive into that, go for it. I don't remember what episode it is, but you'll find it. The episode (laughs) title is Yokai Watch. It's so, so interesting. So now I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you options. Okay. Okay. So Japanese fairy tales and folk tales all kind of center around either young boys who go do something or women who die in a horrible way and then kill men. Like that, those are your two options. So there's like Momotaro, Kintaro, Urashima Taro. Gosh, what else? Me. Other Taro's. Momotaro, Kintaro, Nintaro. <laughs> That's my husband's name is Nintaro. <laughs> so there's like a lot of young, like boy main characters in fairy tales that go do something like heroic or they do something bad and they have to like learn a lesson from it. So in this area, Momotaro is really famous because of the prefecture, Okayama, is where the story comes from. And he's a peach boy who emerges from a peach. So I can tell you about that story. I can tell you about Urashima Taro, who hops onto a turtle. He saves a turtle, hops onto said turtle, goes to the bottom of the ocean, chills with the mermaid princess lady for a while, and then comes back. I won't spoil the ending. (laughs) That sounds fun. So Momotaro or Urashimataro, because those are the ones that I know the best. And I can tell you about uh, Yuki Ona, or I can tell you about the story of the king who got fooled by the kitsune. So those are the, the fox woman lady thing. So, yes, those are your options. You can pick two. Oh, my gosh. Help me what in the comments. Like? Ah. What would you guys like? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of I kind of want to hear about the turtle. The turtle? 
And you guys okay. in the comments picked the other one. Yes. Would you guys? So we got the turtle one. I can tell you about Momotaro also, the peach boy. Peach boy. The <laughs> Yuki Ona, which is the, the snow lady. And then the king who was fooled by the kitsune. So there's three options. What would you like? So people said Yuki Ona and Kitsune. I think we might have time to do three. I sure. Listen. Yeah, like I said, yeah. I only have a few extra fun facts. Okay. I didn't do a whole lot. Awesome. Excellent. Mm -hmm. So we'll start out with Urashima Taro, who is the guy who helped the turtle. Okay. So here we are. Urashima Taro is a young man and he's walking along, just walking, doing his thing. Doing his, his, uh, what is it? Hey, on period thing. It's great. We're loving it. <laughs> he comes across these, <laughs> he comes across these young boys who are just throwing shit at this turtle, this really Aww. big turtle. And he's like, Hey, you guys don't be mean to the turtle. And he like chases these boys off and the turtle starts speaking. And he's like, thank you for saving me. And Udashimataro was like, what the fuck? You're talking? <laughs> and the turtle's like, yeah, I'm actually like a sacred turtle. And I live with the princess under the sea. And Udashimataro was like, that's amazing. That's so cool. I love everything about that. And then the <laughs> turtle was like, would you like to come and visit? And Udashimataro, not being a complete idiot, was like, yes let's go and so the turtle says hop on my back and we'll go to the sea Udashimataro hops onto this turtle's back and goes down into the ocean to the palace under the sea then he meets the beautiful princess there she's gorgeous and he comes into the palace and it's lavish he's never seen anything like this before and the princess is like, let's, you can stay. We'll have a feast. We'll have fun. We'll play games. And he does. They have a gorgeous feast. They play lots of Heian period games, which are like table tennis and shit. It's amazing. <laughs> and he stays down there for just a little bit, a few days only. And then finally he's like, oh man, I got to go back like my mom and dad. I got to go take care of them. I can't be away for too long. So I have to go back. And the princess was like, no, 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 no. Just, just stay a little bit longer. Stay a little bit longer. It'll be fine. He stays a little bit longer. And then again, he's like, I've got to go back. I really, really need to go back. And she's like, okay, fine. You can go back, but I'm going to give you this box and don't open this box. Whatever you do, do not open this box. And he's like, okay, I won't open the box and see who he goes. And he hops on the turtle again and he goes back and the princess is just distraught. So sad. He hops on the turtle and he goes back to where he thought that he was when he left, but everything's changed. Everything is different. 500 years has passed. Oh, no. And everybody, yes, everybody he knows, everybody he loves, his home, everything is gone. And it's just him with this box. And he doesn't know what to do. And the turtle's like, peace out. And he leaves. <laughs> so the turtle can't help him. 
So he goes and he's living and he's doing his thing. He's like, man, I've got nothing. I've got no one. I don't know what to do. And then he realizes, oh, I have this box. And then he's like, oh, wait, but the princess said, don't open this box. But you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to open the box. And he opens the box and there's nothing in the box. But he watches his hands and he's turning older and older (gasps) and older and older until finally he's just a little skeleton and he dies. He blows away in the wind. The end. Damn it, fairy tales. <laughs> right? They end so right? abruptly and so dark. <laughs> so abruptly, so darkly. I'm not really oh. sure what the moral of the story is in this one. But yeah, that is the Don't story of Udashi Matado. Don't open the box. Do What's what you're in told. The box? Yes, yes. And that is the story of Udashi Matado. <laughs> There's a lot more to This is a very like dumbed down version for uh, entertainment purposes, but maybe. it is a really common folk tale that children listen to it all the time. Like you ask anybody knows Udashima Taro. Everybody knows it. Oh, so maybe that the moral is the story is of be nice to see turtles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Be nice to see turtles. Be nice. But then also you die. Like you, yeah. <laughs> I know it is a fairy tale. It should be a given. It is. True. I'm still shocked every time. I should know, but I'm still just like, oh no, I didn't see that twist coming. <laughs> That's so every time. I love it, right? <laughs> so on to the next, shall we? We'll do the. The kitsune one? Okay. Okay. So let me just explain again what a kitsune is. A kitsune is a sacred fox that is a shapeshifter. And it is the messenger of the god Inari, which is the, uh, the I'm sorry, goddess of fertility. And not just like baby making fertility, but the fertility of like, rice specifically rice and like merchant thingies so if you go to a really like countryside place and you'll see these little foxes these little kitsune in uh an inari shrine which is dedicated to mostly rice and merchant things so these kitsune don't always have to like go report to the inari goddess they kind of do their thing and roam around and there's good ones and then there's bad ones. And then there's ones that are just like chaotic evil or chaotic good. So I'm going to tell you one about from, from the place that I used to live, uh, Shikoku. So this is a Shikoku Island specific story about the daimyo, which is the lord, like the lord of the land in the area, and how he was a dick to his wife and then he got his comeuppance. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So the setting is Shikoku Island, and we are in the Heian period. 
And there is the daimyo and he is the Lord of the land and he gets a new wife and he's a super dick to his wife and like makes her do things like doesn't treat her very well, is just kind of an asshole to her, always goes out, never really takes care of her. And she's from another family. So she doesn't have, you know, close friendships with anybody in the castle. She has to stay in the castle the whole time. And one day he notices that his wife is like acting very strange and kind of animalistic, like not eating, like sitting up. So in the Heian period, everyone eats on the floor on these tiny little tables, these like raised tables. Mm -hmm. And so he notices that like, she's like crouched over and eating and she's wearing her kimono in a very, sexual way like showing a lot of her neck that that's super sexy in that time period it's like showing the back of your neck and so she's like wearing her kimono really low on the back of her neck just yeah get it girl right and then all of a sudden one day he notices a tail and he's like what the heck and Puts his wife in a little jail cell, a little tatami mat jail cell. And he's like, who are you? What's happening? What's going on? And the wife is like, the wife, not the wife, the kitsune in disguise. is like, you've been so cruel to me and treating me like a dog. So I'm acting like one. Mm. And he's like, what are you (laughs) talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. I treat you so good. Like you have food, you have clothes. What else do you want? And then the kitsune is like, treat me like a human being. And then he's like, but you're not human. And the kitsune is like, if you don't treat me like I deserve to be treated, then I'm just going to GTFO in three days. If you don't get me out of here, if you don't start treating me nicely, I'm just going to go. And so he's like, whatever. No, you're not. Where are you going to go? You're in jail. And so day one, he comes back. He doesn't treat her well. He doesn't take her out of the jail. And she's like, two more days. And then again, he comes back the next day. Nothing changes. And she's like, you know, one more day. And then on the last day, she's like, if you don't let me out today, tomorrow I'll be gone. And then on the last day he comes back and there's just a pile of kimono, just clothes on the floor, except for a little tail popping out and waving like this. (laughs) And then he's like, Oh my God, it is a kitsune. And then the kitsune little in her Fox, form is like yup and then gets the fuck out <laughs> of the prison just gets out and uh, and he's like shit where's my wife and so they go on like a hunt for all the kitsune on shikoku and they trap one of them and it just so happens to be the leader of the kitsune and they trap him and they're like we want I'm like where's my wife i want my wife and the kitsune is like no you're not going to get her back unless you promise to treat her well and he's like you know no i'm not going to do that i'm not going to let you go i'm not going to treat my wife well and then all the kitsune on shikoku island come to the castle 
and they're they're in various forms of what is it transfiguration no that's harry potter they're like in different <laughs> it works we're all nerds here we know exactly what you're talking about <laughs> Various forms of uh, Professor McGonagall here, <laughs> and some of them are like monks, and some of them are regular, you know, bakers, people, just regular people, and some of them are the actual kitsune. And so the king realizes, oh shit, not the king, I'm sorry, the lord of the land realizes. Oh shit, a lot of my subjects are actually kitsune. What the heck? And so they're like, hey, you've got our leader. We're going to burn your castle down and we're going to make a bunch of terrible shit happen for the next 500 years if you don't release him. Wow. And 500 so, years. That's 500 years. Yeah. That's a, that's a good like, threat. That's a good threat. Exactly. Right. They are like, we're going to make their floods. We're going to make earthquakes. We're going to make fires. Your rice will never grow. Give us our leader back. And the guy's like, shit. I got to give this fox back. <laughs> but I want my wife. And, and so he's like, all right, we're going to make a deal. We're going to make a deal. You give me my wife back. I will be nice to my wife. But you all have to leave the island of Shikoku forever and the leader's like no 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 no. okay <laughs> here's what's gonna happen we're gonna give you your wife back we will leave the island but as soon as the first metal bridge is built from honshu to shikoku honshu is the island where hiroshima is on as soon as a metal bridge is built we're coming the fuck back <laughs> and the guy's like the lord is like <laughs> Metal bridges, you are full of shit. I'll make that deal. Metal bridges are never going to be, there's never going to be a bridge between the two islands. So yeah, I'll make that deal. And so the, the, the leader of the Kitsune is like, all right, like promise. And so they promise. And then he leaves and the wife is like, poof, I'm back. And then he's nice to the wife. And all the kitsune leave the island of Shikoku and there's no kitsune. But then like a thousand something years later, there's a metal bridge that is built called the Shinanami Kaido. And so now all the kitsune have come back. Oh, and that cool. is the story. Yes. And that is the story of the Lord who was taught a lesson by the kitsune. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that. No, no, no. <laughs> We're going to tell you what's going to happen. Right. That's amazing. This is what's going down. Yeah. So that's <laughs> the story. Yes. It's a super regional story. Uh, the only reason I found is my Japanese teacher um, in Shikoku is super into Shikoku history. And oh, cool. she found and translated that story. So oh, yeah. I love it. That was such a good one. Yeah. It's so good. So yeah. the only you're, you're all very lucky. The only... English version of that story is on her computer. So wow. yes, yes. Oh my God. I feel and, so special. Right. I, I too felt super special when I read the story. It was awesome. So yeah, that is the story. Mm -hmm. 
that now lives on in all of your noggins. (laughs) Isn't it good? (laughs) It is. So that is the story of one of the kitsune, one of the hundreds of thousands of kitsune that live in Japan. Yes. (laughs) Oh, I love them. Are we ready for the final story? Mm-hmm. So this is a good one to save for last because there's, so it's the uh, Yuki Ona and Yuki means snow. Ona means woman. So it's the snow woman. Oh, cool. And it's, she's not like, she is beautiful. Okay. I'm getting ahead of myself. Here we go. So you have different stories of the Yuki Ona in different regions. So in my notes, I have the Nagano prefecture, um, and Ehime Prefecture, which is the prefecture that I used to live in, and <laughs> Iwate Prefecture, <laughs> and in the Wakayama Prefecture, they they have different names. So they're actually technically not called Yuki Ona. In Nagano, they're called the Yuki Onaba. In Ehime, they are known as the Yukin Yukinba, and then Iwane, they are known as the <laughs> what is it? What what does it say? Ah, Koshogatsu. Oh no no I'm sorry no no that's the holiday that they are in. Yukiona. Oh no. Ah, Yamauba. Yamauba is the name. Oh, okay. So yeah, they're a little bit different than like your typical Yukiona story. So I'm going to tell you the one from Ehime Prefecture, the one that I, I'm not from there, but the one that I used to live in. So yes, that's what we're going to, that's what we're going to talk about. So Ehime Prefecture is on the island of Shikoku, the store, the place that we just talked yeah. about earlier in the Kitsune story. So Ehime is a very traditional place. It has the one of the last 12 original castles from the Edo period. Ooh. And yes, it's super cool. It's not really talked about much in Japanese history at all because it is an island and it was really hard to get to back in the Dizay. So in Ehime Prefecture, <laughs> the Yuki Ona, <laughs> before they built that metal bridge. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> So Yuki Ona is called the Yukimba. And the story goes, there was a woman who lived in Ehime, some woman, nobody really knows who she was. She was kind of a, you know, an upper middle class person. And it was snowing one day, really, really cold. And she lived up close to the castle and it was snowing really, really hard. But she was kind of a happy-go-lucky lady and really didn't care much about her children. Mm. And she let her kids go outside and play, even though everybody warned her to not let them go outside because it's snowing and they could get lost. And it gets really dark really fast in wintertime in Japan. So the kids were out playing outside and she was drinking and having a good time and didn't realize that her kids... Like it had gotten super dark and her kids were just gone. So, yeah. So she had been drinking and she was wearing, you know, her her very thin inside kimono. She goes outside stumbling around to look for her kids and she just freezes to death. 
and can't find her kids. So the next morning, her husband comes back and realizes that the kids are gone. His wife is gone. Everybody's gone. And he kills himself committing seppuku because he couldn't keep his family safe. Oh, no. Yeah. So this whole family dies. And when in in Japan, in Japanese, like folktale, fairy tale stuff, if people die so during a time of like, like severe grief, they come back as ghosts or yokai. And so the Yuki Ona or in Ehime, the Yukina, Yukimba comes back as that yokai because there is just so much grief over losing her kids, losing her husband and her also dying. Mm-hmm. So the legend goes that she's, she never found her kids ever. And she's wandering around the forests and the mountains anytime it snows looking for her children. So the legend goes in Ehime that you can't let your kids go outside and play when it's starting to get dark in the snow because she will come get them. Wow. And yeah, thinking that they're her children, she'll snatch them up and take them back with her to the spirit world and they'll die. That's insane because that is a legend here. But instead really? of snow, it's water. It's La Girona. Oh. And she will drown the kids because her kids drowned. And I live like really, I'm not going to triangulate my location. But I live uh-huh. really close to it. It's called uh-huh. Woman Holler and Creek. And legend has it. She's screaming for the kids. And if your kids come in contact with her, she'll drown them. Mm-hmm. Think it is her. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. that is exactly. so weird. That isn't so it? I like. I have goosebumps right now. <laughs> it's so crazy. That's it's so, so cool. crazy. Yeah, and so she's one of the only ones that I know of that attack chi- not attack, but kind of attack children. Mm-hmm. Usually, the story of the Yuki Ona is a woman who is either running away from an abusive household or running away from being forced to marry someone or like just running away from a bad situation. And she gets lost in the, in the snow, in the forest. And then anytime a man comes and is lost in the forest, in the snow, she kills them. She appears as like a really beautiful woman, just like, Mm, stunning (laughs) and then snatches them up and like once they're in her like warm embrace she turns and they're about to do the hanky panky she turns back into this like haggard ghosty demony lady and then just kills them (laughs) fun right i love how so many tales and legends and throughout history it's just dudes just think they're gonna get some and they're like nope right <laughs> and i'm dead <laughs> <laughs> and you're dead <laughs> isn't that fun yeah. it's so fun they're they're so, yeah. lured by so many different kinds of monsters but it's, mm-hmm. it's always like the siren and all them like they're so beautiful they can't help themselves and whoops they're dead yeah. oh sorry death <laughs> for you <laughs> Ah, uh, yeah. So yeah, that is the story of the one story of the Yukiona. 
Mm-hmm. That's so cool. And I love how similar it is to La Llorona. Yeah. That's so interesting. To be such a world away. I mean, mm-hmm. well, I know like so Texas has a version and California has a version of La Llorona. Oh, really? Yeah. There's different versions. Cool. Some is that like her kids accidentally drown and some there's virgins where she – or virgins. <laughs> virgins. Virgins. She, uh, she drowned them, I think, from mm-hmm. like caught her husband cheating and got mad in a rage – drown them on and then realize what she'd done so there's like different yeah. versions too yeah it's so interesting yeah so interesting it's really fun i just love that in the texas version they named it woman hollering creek <sighs> just- woman hollering creek <laughs> poetic <laughs> yeah which i'm insufferable if you're ever in a car with me over woman hollering creek i'm always like it's woman hollering creek every time creek. <laughs> Woman, I love it. (laughs) Every time, my husband's like, "Please stop, stop." We know, (laughs) but it's right next to the Air Force Base, so I cross it all the time. So I'm like, "Ah, we're here." Yeah, (laughs) which they're doing construction over it right now. So it just Mm -hmm. makes me wonder if there's any like eerie occurrences because they're building a bridge over it. I'm like, wonder where she's at. But it's like always dried up too, so she can't really drown anybody. No. I mean, fortunate, positive. <laughs> that one always seems right side. Strange. Yeah, I love local legendy stuff. Oh, right, so- me too. It's so cool. Oh, that was so good. So yay! That's it. That's your little little teaser into Japanese folklore and fairy tales. There's. Yeah. A ton more stuff on YouTube. Things are translated into English. I'll send you a bunch of the links so you can put it in the show notes. And if you're interested, again, go to the Yokai episode or go back on Instagram. I did like a like a 10 days of Yokai or something where I posted about different Yokais every day. So Oh cool. Yes. Yeah, go check that out in the archives. Yes. Well, I just have a few fun facts that I accumulated Tell me everything. while researching other episodes, being like, this doesn't fit. I'm just going to put this over here. So- I want to know. <laughs> Tell me everything. So I did find that the expression fairy tale, the words, dates mm-hmm. back to 1635, which is pretty old. That's pretty, that is. It's pretty fun. And then a little bit later, they called it fairy stories in mostly Europe. Mm-hmm. And it was the French writer Marie Catherine Delnoy. I mm-hmm. don't remember how Dion pronounced that, but she's yeah. the one that really <laughs> popularized that term in 1697. And the opening words once upon a time are even older and it dates back to Chaucer in the 14th century. That's so cool. I know. I didn't realize once upon a time was that old. I thought it was a yeah. new thing. Exactly. I I thought Disney made that. I know, right? And then the fairy tales being associated with children didn't happen until the 19th century. They were all adult stories. I mean, that would make sense because, like, the OG fairy tales, (laughs) you would not want to tell them to children. No. No, you would not. They're scary as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Very disturbing. And then just a few little fun facts about some fairy tales. So... The earlier mm-hmm. versions of Red Riding Hood, she's carrying wine and cake to her grandma's house to get lit. 
Yes. I just it love it. with grandma. <laughs> and it wasn't until 1990 that the U.S. What? was like, we can't talk about booze. That's wrong. And it was Empire, California. Their school district was the first to ban it because they didn't want to condone the use of alcohol. Wow. <sighs> Freaking U.S. That's, I don't know if other countries California? have banned books. To the extent as the U.S. does, like modern time. Like I, I know, know in the history of the world, there's been, you know, eras where books have been burnt and banned. But the U.S. has so many banned books to the point like if you're a public librarian, which was my career before history, mm-hmm. if you're new, if you're new here, yeah. like we have yeah. banned book week to kind of like in your face because especially schools, because like Harry Potter and Frank Indian in the Cupboard, like all the classic books that you think is classic literature are all banned in some school. Mm-hmm. Like, so just crazy. the fact that Anne Frank is banned just blows my mind because I think it what? was. What? Like, yeah, she's banned in a lot of schools because she was curious about masturbation in the books. I think they've cut it out of newer versions because of that, but whatever. That's ridiculous. But yeah, all these, like Little Red Riding Hood, they rewrote the story to take out the wine. Because it's offensive. That's so <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah. I'm looking up if Japan has banned books right now. Oh, just one. Oh. It's Little Black Sambo. Huh. It was <sighs> it was banned in Japan in from 1988 to 2005 to quell political threats to boycott Japanese cultural exports. Oh. Although the pictures were not you were not those of the original version. Interesting. Oh, well, that's, that's it. That's the only one. That's crazy. Huh. Cause we have a whole week in public libraries and I used to do blind date with a banned book. So I would just put like a folder and that's I put fine. why it was banned and then kids could, you know, like I ha- like Ender's Game, Hunger Games, Harry Potter. I think I mentioned all so those are banned. So dumb, it's just yeah, yeah. It's so dumb how many things are banned for the dumbest right. reasons. But mostly it's like witchcraft and the devil and you know whatever. It's mostly the devil. yeah. It's mostly uh, conservative Christian people going mm-hmm. at school boards and stuff but it just blows my mind but yeah perot's right? little red riding hood ended with both little red riding and her grandmother being dead and nobody's there to save them so earlier versions are just like well slaughtered the end but <laughs> right <laughs> like poor urashi matado <laughs> yeah and these were written for the court of louis the 14th Roman numerals are hard as a means of teaching children about the dangers of lurking in the world surrounding them. So it wasn't really a moral tale. Just like, don't go out there. You're going to get eaten and die. The end. But the Grimm brothers kind of softened the ending a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so with that one, they introduced the woodsman and then he used an ax to brutally murder or to disembowel the wolf. He didn't murder it. And then he sewed yes. rocks in its belly to replace the bodies. Oh, like, my God. Like, That's he wouldn't rude. know. And one of my... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Try passing some rocks. Know. Yeah. Right? Oh, <laughs> Lord. Gotta get you a kappa to get up in your butthole and get those rocks. <laughs> oh, 
man. And this is one of my favorite things I stumbled on. So one of the earliest versions of Goldilocks and the Three Bears mm-hmm. features a foul-mouthed old woman rather than a golden-haired young woman. Just I love the idea of just a cranky old woman cussing yes. too much. And then yes. also she ends up dead. So As <laughs> she doesn't does. run away. As she does. The earliest known Three Bears adaptation was written by Eleanor Muir in 1831, which another woman. There's a lot of women in fairy tales, which I did not realize. And so Goldilocks was an old woman and she gets caught. So at first they try to burn her alive in the fireplace and that doesn't work. So then they try to drown her. And then that doesn't work. So then they finally succeed when they, quote, chuck her aloft on St. Paul's churchyard steeple. And then she did. <laughs> they impaled what? her. They impaled her on a steeple. On a church? Is that allowed? <laughs> Can we do And then in a chilling like addition to our story, she should suggest mm. that the impaled body can still be seen today. <laughs> Awesome. Love it's just that. such a who comes up with what? that? Like yes. we're gonna try burning, drowning. Nope, we're going to stab her to death with the church steeple. Chuck her up on the and also how did they I need to know the mechanics of this. Did they themselves go leverage? up on the roof and then like <laughs> Well it said chuck. They chucked her. So I guess they just had did to Did they throw leverage? her? It, it seems did they just it sounds Talks like throw. Up. It just says they chucked her That's, aloft. That chucked is aloft, a very strong family of bears just chucking an old woman up in the thing. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's amazing. That's hilarious to me. It's gonna stay Unless you're me. the old lady, then that's not very fun. It's not you. funny at all. <laughs> no. It's not funny at all for the old but, woman. Speaking of Goldilocks, there is a planet called the Goldilocks planet, and it's in another solar system, but it's very similar to Earth. So it's nicknamed Goldilocks because it's neither too hot or too cold. It's just right. So I thought that was what? cute. <laughs> That's cute. That is super cute. Yeah. I like that. So, you know, murder, but then you get a cute planet. Yay. Exactly. Life is all about balance, really. It That's is just... about balance. And mm-hmm. so... Moving on, Jack and the Giant Killer mm-hmm. didn't originally mm-hmm. feature a beanstalk. It reflected the medieval belief that giants were real and lived as men among Earth, which is kind of throwing it back to the space episode where my guest was convinced uh-huh. the giants were aliens. <laughs> <laughs> the Nephilim, she she is convinced that aliens are real. And then her co-host is like, no, they're not. Uh-huh. <laughs> Like, aliens will never come here. And her name is Karen. So she's like, Karen, they will never come here. It was incredible. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, God. I just love it. It was meant to be. Oh, my gosh. Uh, it was. So in Snow White, the evil queen, even though Disney didn't really censor the fact that she was trying to commit murder, they did leave mm-hmm. out some of the more grisly parts of Brothers Grimm. So, quote, Ooh. Finally, she summoned the huntsman and said to him, take Snow White out in the woods to a remote spot and stab her to death. As proof that she is dead, bring her lungs and her liver back to me. I shall cook them and eat them with salt. <laughs> oh, my God. And then he oh my God. faked it and killed the deer or whatever and then brought back the liver and lungs and she ate them with salt. But, yeah, they left that with out salt. of Disney. Which, okay, 
I have a problem with this for two reasons. Number one, the lung and the liver, the worst parts to eat. The worst. Mm -hmm. Number two, season your meat. Season your meat, not just with salt, with other Mm -hmm. things. Okay. Yeah. I mean, liver and lungs are both kind of trash that filter out all the garbage. Like it just they are. Mm-hmm. They're gross. I mean, at least they in Disney they good. wanted the heart. The but that's heart, also right? our tough muscles, so that wouldn't be tasty either. So. Exactly. I mean, if you have a healthy like, give me a thigh. Yeah. <laughs> Cut off a leg. <laughs> that would be way harder to fake. Uh, and I think we mentioned this in part one, but at the end, Snow White does get her happily ever after. But the evil queen attends her wedding and then Snow White tortures her to death. She has to put on a pair of iron shoes that are on fire until she dances oh to God. death. <laughs> Good Lord. Cheese and crackers. Yeah. Freaking fairy tales. Uh, I know, man. And I did not know this. Uh, Peter Pan's not one of my favorite stories. I'll be the first to admit mm. it. It's probably going to yeah. offend somebody because I, I know people do enjoy that. I never have. Mm-hmm. But it debuted as, like, Peter Pan was an infant in The Little White Bird, a novel written by J.M. Mm-hmm. Barry, And it was for adults in mm-hmm. 1902. <clears throat> I'm losing my voice. Yay. So oh, no. in 1904, people loved it so much that they made it into a play. And it was The Boy That Wouldn't Grow Up. Hold on. Oh, it's okay. Losing my voice. And then that oh, did no. so well that they ended up making the other stories had Captain Cook and everybody. But mm-hmm. we know that Peter doesn't want to grow up. But what Disney does not mention is the links that he's willing to do to fight growing up. In Barry's work, Pan is more villainous than mischievous. Mm-hmm. And Ooh. so the boys on the island, you know, there's a bunch of them. And they start disappearing as they're growing up. So it's insinuated that instead of not being able to grow older, he murders them as they start to age and then just replenishes the, the, the boys. Oh. He's just murking them out so they don't grow oh up. Oh, my God. It's very That's dark. That's rude. I don't like Gosh. it. <laughs> no. Uh-uh. I was never a fan of Peter Pan anyways because he's such a dick to Tinkerbell. It's he's true. so mean to Tinkerbell. Okay, if anybody out there has ever read this book, I, it's a feminist book, and I think it's, I cannot remember the title, and I've wanted to rebuy it. I was in a class in college about women history, but there's this whole chapter about how big of a bitch Tinkerbell is, and I've been wanting to read it, because they're like, her whole purpose is just be an asshole to Wendy. And it's just, and, mm-hmm. but yeah, I cannot for the life of me remember that book, but I just remember Tinkerbell being a bitch. Not helpful, but if anybody knows what I'm talking about, I know sure I, I hated this. I hated mm-hmm. this when I was a librarian and people would be like, but it's got a blue cover, but I'm pretty sure it has a blue cover. <laughs> That's all I remember. You have become what you hate. Yeah, I cracked my window one day and it rained and it got moldy, the book. And now I don't remember what it's called and I can't rebuy oh, it. Oh, no. And it was like 2006. I'm not going to remember that. <sighs> Dang, that's that a long time ago. Uh. Anyway, so this one I just find fun. The fairy tale is a little different from the others because rather than sanitizing it from the original, it was actually modified to be a little bit more gruesome, which I find fun. 
So wow. in the original tale, Rumpelstiltskin spends straw into gold for a young girl who faces death unless she can perform the feat. In return, he asks for her firstborn child. She agrees, but when the day comes to hand over the kid, she can't do it. And he tells mm-hmm. her he's willing to, you know, bargain if she can guess his name. Mm-hmm. We have a heard the story. So she overhears yeah. him singing by it because he's all cocky. And he's like, she'll never know mm-hmm. my name. It's Rumpelstiltskin <laughs> or whatever. So he gets mad and runs away. But in the updated version, he throws a tantrum and he gets so mad that he drives his foot into the ground and then pulls away and rips himself into half. And then he did. <laughs> Literally rips himself into two. Have you ever been so angry? That you rip yourself in half on accident? That's how, on a level from one to rip yourself in half, how angry are you? <laughs> You'll never think about Rumpelstiltskin the same. I just, no. I've, yeah, I've never no. been that mad. So that's Mm-mm. just cracks me up. Just think, that's like, it's so that funny. version has been around forever. And somebody's like, no, 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 no. He shouldn't run away. <laughs> he should. Tear himself in the shoe. Die <laughs> as gruesome as possible. <laughs> as possible. Rip yourself in half. Oh Just my god. Disembowel. Awesome. It's amazing. And we mentioned a little bit when we were talking about Cinderella, but some of the mm-hmm. ancient origins include Greece and China, which is pretty fun. And I think the Greece version is like an Egyptian and she becomes a princess and it's like really cool. But my favorite <sighs> things about Cinderella cool. is that like <laughs> it gets wild so the stepsisters cut off parts of their feet to fit in the shoes so they're just like bleeding everywhere and they don't think anybody's gonna know oh, that's right yeah that's just fun to me and then <laughs> at the end like they find out that they've you know, tried to fool the prince and that they were assholes to cinderella and then a bunch of birds just pecked their eyeballs out oh that's that's right <laughs> that's right Yes, yeah. I remember that. So then they live the rest of their lives as blind beggars while Cinderella gets to lounge about in luxury in the prince's castle. So it's all like sweet Damn. revenge. Yeah, it gets. Yeah. I don't I remember what, exactly what the stepsisters and the stepmom did to her, but I feel like that is not an equivalent punishment. Like it went a little, like you went a little <laughs> far. Like, if it was like modern times, somebody would post that on like, am I the asshole on Reddit? And be like, <laughs> Did I go too far in this one? I sent my bird. My my stepsisters chopped up their feet. Right. right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> am I the asshole? There's like a bunch of different versions. So I don't know how cruel she was or they were to her in that one. But there's like other versions where Cinderella is pretty self-sufficient and she kind of pulls herself out of it. Mm -hmm. But then there's other versions of Cinderella where it's her dad trying to marry her and it gets really incesty and it's gross. So it's Mm -hmm. all all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of like really horrendous things in fairy tales. There's like Rapunzel is pretty dark too. I think it's one of those that. cautionary tales of uh-huh. uh, premarital sex or something. I think she, uh, I think Ugh. a few versions she gets pregnant. Right? Yeah. yeah, it's really, it's really depressing and dark. It is super depressing. Holy I just cow. realized I ended on that. So, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Just remember the kappa. 
the soul stealing through your butthole. Okay. That's <laughs> remember I mean, that yeah, one. Yeah, I just highly recommend to just read some of the early versions. Like Brothers Grimm yeah. were intended for adults, but yeah, they mm-hmm. threw their Christian values into them. So they got rid of some of the really gross stuff. But yeah. Like Perot and some of them were pretty bad. Pretty bad. That's crazy. Not great. There were some other ones that were just people getting slaughtered for no reason, but I didn't add those. <laughs> I was like, this is yeah. too dark. Thank you. They were just like eating Thanks people. for not adding those. Like, oh, oh. cannibalism. Fun. Gross. Fun. But uh, yeah, fairy tales are weird. Fairy tales are weird. Well, thank you so much for joining me. This is so much fun. Oh, my fun. goodness. You're so welcome. I love it every time. It's so yeah. much fun. And we got to get that historical AF for the love of history trivia night going. Yeah, we, we got to do. do it. It's so. always a good time. You're like the best mm-hmm. friend I never knew I didn't have I in my life. And the one that I never knew that I needed. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, remind everybody how to find your podcast. You can find my podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Castify, anywhere that you obtain your podcasts. I am there. You can find me on Instagram at for the love of underscore history podcast. I'm on Twitter. I've got a Patreon. If you want to go to Instagram, it's all right there in the link in my bio for everything. So just go there, hang out, have a good time, send me a DM anytime, listen to the episodes, tell me what you think. I love hearing from people. If you send me a message, it goes in my happiness folder on my phone (laughs) and my computer. Yes. So find me on there. And uh, say hello. Yay. Well, I'll see you next time. I convince you to come on here. (laughs) Of course. Anytime. Just let me know, girl. I will. (laughs) I will. I want to thank my guest, Taya, for joining me again. I had such a fun time. I always love it when Taya comes by. She's so funny and so knowledgeable. And I absolutely loved these stories. Japanese folklore is so interesting and amazing and fun and i just love it so much so thank you thank you thank you i can't wait for you to come back and if you want to watch this full unedited episode which is probably twice as long as this you can go to patreon at patreon.com slash historical af pod (laughs) and you can watch the videos see them unedited and you can watch future episodes live and you can talk to us while we're recording it's a really good time and there's so many benefits if you go to the website you can see what each tier gets and by being a patreon member you're keeping this podcast going you're part of the fam you're part of our little community and you're literally keeping this bad boy going and i just appreciate everybody so much so thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. If you would like to send me a story for the next Extra AF, please do. I'm out of emails and I'm super sad about it. So send those in to historicalafpod at gmail.com. If you'd like to buy merch, that is shop.spreadshirt.com slash historicalafpod. And social media, that's historicalafpod across the board, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you want to follow me on the Tiki Talkie, that is at Keena Leanne. I just switched it up on you. Again, I keep on apologizing for being so late, but man, life is just kicking me in the face. I had every intention of this coming out earlier this week, and then my house flooded. We had a flash flood, and one whole side of my house went underwater. 
It's crazy, guys. I'm telling you, you can't even make this stuff up if you tried. So it's been crazy. But today I got a phone call and I have an interview coming up. So if everybody is listening to this before Monday the 9th, please send me all the good vibes, all the witchy stuff, prayers, positive luck, whatever you believe in, I will take it because you guys have been with me. It's been a journey. There's been a lot of rejection and disappointment and frustration and anxiety and depression and so many things since I've moved to Texas. So you know how much this is, how exciting this is and how much it means to me. And also thank you for being there with me this whole time. I am just so thankful for you guys. And you're all so supportive and encouraging and wonderful. And I'm just so happy right now. And I'm so excited for you guys to be on this journey with me because I just, I just can't wait. I'm, I'm so excited. So I will see you guys next week for a new theme. Spoiler alert, it is going to be nursery rhymes. So we're going to kind of stick with the fairy tale vibe, move on to something very similar, and you guys are going to love my guest. Next week, whining about herstory is back. Oh, I'm so excited. All right. I love you guys. See you next time. Okay, bye.